Hey everybody, welcome to Roar. My name is Sam Spellman. This is going to be a super sweet conversation. If this is your first time listening to the show, like always, this show is stands for Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer, Roar. And it's just a conversation about the Bible, just a conversation about the Word. We just dig into Scripture, read a little bit. Uh, I share just maybe a few thoughts or just things that the Lord's communicating to me about it and just letting it define who He is. Because when we read the Word, it helps us to um, just, we see more. It reveals who Christ is because Christ, again, He's the Word made flesh. He came and dwelt among us. John chapter 1, it talks about some cool stuff. The Word was God. The Word was with God. He came down and He dwelt among us. And it says, I, John, am a, am a witness of this. So uh, it's it's really cool to see. And so digging into the Scripture and hearing it, Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So this I pray that this you know podcast encourages your faith, encourages your desire to even get into the Word and read it for yourself because there's things that God will speak to you individually. There's things that He can speak to you through a person. He can speak to you through a, a five-fold ministry gift. He can speak to you through just a friend or just another believer. But there's certain things that only God can speak to you one-on-one. So I encourage you to get into that one-on-one relationship in that secret place and allow Him to reveal Himself to you in your life. So today I kind of want to continue in Romans chapter 11. If you listen to any of the recent ones, I have talked out of this chapter relatively recently, and uh, I want to continue in uh, this discussion. And I would like to read, uh, starting in verse 33, it's like the very end of Romans chapter 11. And uh, it's just a statement that I think is it just it just stands on its own. It stands on its own two feet. It uh, it doesn't really need a lot of things shared about it. I just kind of want to share it because it is something that has impacted my heart and even my perspective on just uh, just some things. And so I think it'll help you. I think it'll it'll bless you. So I'm just going to read it, and uh, we'll hopefully have maybe some thoughts or some things that we can share or talk about, but if not, we'll just read it and we'll find something else to read because this is just amazing. So it says this, verse 33 of Romans chapter 11, it says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and the knowledge of God. That's powerful. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable are his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him. For from him and through him and to him are all things, and to him be glory forever. Amen, or amen, depending on where you're from. Um, This is powerful. The depth, the riches, the wisdom, and the knowledge of God. All these things that people are working to attain their whole lives. People are looking for depth, for meaning, for the, you know, an expansion of their lives. They want it to be as full as it can be. They wanted to have depth to it. There's riches and, and wealth that people are working to acquire and ultimately wisdom on how to do what they're doing and the knowledge to understand what they're even doing. All of those things are encompassed in the Father to a degree that is unsearchable and unfathomable when he talks about judgments and his way. So these are like it's it's uh, beyond galactic, the magnitude of some of these things. Now, I want to encourage you, too. There's some other scriptures that says the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. About, you know, I know growing up, my mom, she would, uh, I would say it, it would be like every day we would pray and 
I would pray that I have the mind of Christ. I know going into school, not just before like a test day, but like all the time, anytime I would go to learn or we'd go into service, there would be just the confession that I have the mind of Christ. I have the ability to understand and perceive and hear the voice of God. I have the same spirit. The Bible says when you're born again, you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit which led Christ through his life after he was baptized. That same spirit of truth resides on the inside of us, right? Jesus is the example, but the same spirit of wisdom and truth we have access to as a born-again believer. We have intimacy. The Bible talks about boldly approaching the throne of grace. We have the ability to comprehend by grace through faith. By grace through faith, we have the ability to comprehend some of the depth of some of these things. Now, not everything. Some things are just the Lord's. You're not going to you're not God. You're not going to be God. It's just there's one Lord, too. You're not going to be Jesus. There's one Jesus. There's one Lord. There's one baptism. There's one faith. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about this, some sort of ascent to, you know, nirvana or whatever. That's just not right. That's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about the truth and the grace of God for you to understand and grow into his image. Because what father doesn't want their kids to grow to them, to the to the degree of the wisdom of what they've learned and ascertained. We have a good father who created the heavens and the earth, who understands all things, is perfect in every way. And what does he want for his kids? Well, he wants his kids to grow, to learn, to expand, to understand some of the things he's created. God is a good father. Jesus talks about asking. Uh, James talks about asking, asking according to the will of the father. In other words, once you catch the heart of the father, you catch the Spirit of God. In other words, you allow the Spirit of God. You don't catch it, but you receive the Spirit of God, and you begin to walk in these things. Riches, wisdom, knowledge, these things can come. The Bible says in first—actually, I'm going to see if I can go here. Uh, I think it's First Corinthians chapter 1. talks about uh, Christ being made unto us, wisdom, righteousness. Depending on what translation, i got to make sure I'm, I'm reading it right. Yeah, it's uh, it's First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. It says, but because of him, talking about the Father, you are in Christ, so you've been placed in Christ, you've received the baptism. Uh, John chapter uh, 15 talks about us being in the Father, the Father being in us through the love. Um, John chapter 17, um, that prayer that Jesus prayed, us in him, him in us, that verbiage being discussed here, it's similar verbiage that he's using in Corinthians. You are in Christ, you're in relationship with him, you're one with him, covenant. Um, it's a covenant term to be with somebody or in somebody. When the Bible talks about that, that's like covenant. So think um, not just like contract, but think marriage. Think um, the most intimate covenant, most intimate relationship, the closest that you could physically, emotionally, and uh, mentally be, solically, excuse me, be to another another person. It's that level. It's incredibly deep incredibly deep again back to that word depth incredibly deep uh, but because of him you are in christ so it's a very close relationship whom god made so god had a plan in all this and in his infinite wisdom right how are we going to understand in this wisdom that he's chosen to reveal to us through his word right because of the grace the love who he is he's chosen to reveal things because again he's a good father that's not that doesn't the the depth and the magnitude of things doesn't negate his goodness but it expands and gives us perspective on how good he really is the goodness that God made unto us. So Christ has been made this for us. So instead of making, you know, think about just simple mathematics here. 
instead of working on 8 billion people at once, why would you, like, if you could do it, you know, instead of doing it 8 billion times, why won't you just do it once for the 8 billion? Like, mathematically, it makes sense. Like, just simple, you know, elementary logic. You were talking to a kindergartner, they would probably agree with you. Well, do you want to do it 8 million billion, or excuse me, 8 billion times? And that's just the people that are, you know, on the earth right now. 8 billion times? Would you like to do it 8 billion times or just once? Well, the kindergartner probably tell you, I just do it once, man. Why would you want to do it 8 billion times? Well, again, not that God wouldn't. He did it, and he's willing to do it. He sent his son. But because of the wisdom of, if you're going to do it, you know, just do it once, plant the seed, and then have the fruit 8 billion times. If that seed takes root, right? Jesus talked about the heart being like uh, ground, like fertile ground, the parable of the sower, which he said to understand all the parables, understand that one. So understanding that we are like you know, our heart is, is fertile, receiving the gospel, the good news which lands in our heart. For good ground, it'll grow. And out of that growth, we then begin to look like the seed that was planted within us, a.k.a. instead of doing it eight billion times, he just got to plant the seed from the one. So it, it just mathematically, it makes a lot of sense. And it's really cool that God was so wise that before time even began, he planned this, the depth the wisdom and the riches and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his ways, that he figured it out way beforehand. He knew. He knew what would happen in the garden with Adam, the first Adam. And he knew what would happen in the garden with the last Adam. And he planned it all. And he was aware of it all before time began, right? So Christ has been made unto us, all eight billion, every person, not just the people that are alive right now, but everybody. He was made known. He was made to us, excuse me, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, all of those things. So even here where he's talking about the knowledge, the wisdom, right, our holiness, those things even in uh, Romans 11, they parallel here in 1 Corinthians 1. They're connected, but that beauty that all of these things, all the redemption we need, you know, for every mistake, the second chance that we need, Christ has been made that second chance, Jesus talks about forgiveness, seven times 70, I believe, in a day you must forgive. Us who are made in the image of Christ, who forgives us of our sins and our trespasses, we are to walk in his footsteps. He said, follow me when he talked to the disciples. We who are discipled of him and follow Christ for the rest of our lives, we ought to forgive. We ought to be just as redemptive as he is. Because to the degree you, degree you judge, you shall be judged. Just a freebie for you guys. Sanctification, so any bit of holiness or cleanliness that we need sancti- to be sanctified, to be cleaned, washed, guiltless, Christ was made that for us. He was also made for us our righteousness, our, our right standing before God, the just that we can stand before him. So all the mercy we need, all the redemption we need, all of the, the grace and right standing we need, righteousness... All of the wisdom and understanding and knowledge that we need to live life in a way that is befitting of our Father who made us um, in the kingdom in which we live in. The Bible calls us ambassadors to live as an ambassador. If you're an ambassador to a country, there's just certain things you have to upkeep. If you're going to stand at that high level of government, there's a lifestyle that you just have to live by. There's certain things you don't do. Same thing for us. If we're to be the ambassadors of the perfect God in the earth, there's just certain things that we're just not going to do. And again, doesn't mean that we couldn't do them. Yeah, you have a free will, but there's things you just don't do when you're an ambassador, when you're, 
you've been shown the love, then you really, really have received the love of God. The desire to sin just, it goes. Because there's such a higher, more peaceable way of living that's been revealed to us, again, through Christ, who is our wisdom, that wisdom of understanding there's a better way that's revealed in Christ. If you haven't received Christ, there's just some things that you'll just not get till you receive. There's just wisdom that's just not accessible until you've walked through the door of Christ, until you've believed in your heart. Romans 10 talks about believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. Um, all these things, Romans 9, excuse me, Romans 9 and 10 talks about it. So the the understanding of who Christ is by faith through grace, right? We are saved. So there's faith and trust in the word of who Christ, that Christ is who he says he is, that he stands and he is just and fair, that God is who he says he is. And then because of the grace which he's extended through Christ to us who didn't deserve it, we now you know, have faith that we get to walk in. So think about this. Verse 33, the depth, the riches, the wisdom, the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments? In other words, there's things that God's doing and he's making judgments and decisions constantly to the millionth degree of every single person he's working in everybody's life to the best, to the best opportunity that they can come to the knowledge of the Son because it's his will that none should perish. So the truth that is just constantly pursuing absolute perfection and love is working for his kids, for his children to see them successful. How unsearchable that is for me to understand to the eight billionth every, see, he, he knows the heart of every, every person. He understands their heart. He makes fair judgments. He's able to make decisions in a split moment. Before time even began, he made every decision. Like, I can't even, it's unsearchable for me to figure that out. You just, you can't. It's, it's, it's unsearchable. How unfathomable. You can't even wrap your mind around just the numbers alone of all that God's doing, every decision he makes, every way that he's established. And yet he wrote his word in absolute perfection. The cross references in scripture from throughout thousands, or excuse me, throughout thousands, hundreds of years. All the different prophecies that were given about Christ alone for the first coming, more or less the second coming, all these things that have been confirmed in this first coming, it's like you can't even you can't even hold a, a candle to it. It's just it blows your mind how unfathomable that his ways are, and yet the whole time, all of these ways he has given us to the innocent. Luke uh Luke chapter ten he talks about this beautiful reality that why do we rejoice? Because our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Not just that we have authority over demons and serpents and can cast out things and deal with things, but because God has chosen us. How, what an amazing cause for rejoicing and thanksgiving that the God of all creation would choose us and handpick handpick every single one of us, not only after we were created, but before we were created. He has good things, good plans. Uh, Jeremiah talks about the plans that he has for us that are good and not evil. Um, just the, the expanse that a father, a creator of all things, would form us in our mother's womb, make us a body to dwell in, plant us in this body, give us a soul, Give us all that we need for life and godliness through his word. 
which the Bible says, I shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He's written down his word. He has millions of believers of his children that confess the word, that are out there sharing the gospel through different mediums, such as what podcasts, through song, through just conversation on the street. He is, he's got an army of good that is coming towards you. It's just, it becomes unfathomable, unsearches. It's just unsearchable, unfathomable. In verse 34, this is what I actually named this podcast because this was the verse I wanted to get to, but I haven't even got to it yet. So we might have to circle back here, but just bear with me. Verse 34, for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor? Jesus makes a statement. He talks about who knows the heart of the father except the son. Whenever you become a son, there's a peace Again, that's why I emphasize knowing the word for yourself at the beginning of this podcast, having that intimate time. There are certain things that you just won't get unless you have that alone time with the Lord where he reveals from his gracious love who he is and why he does. He reveals certain things that you just, you catch. And it's it's precious through these precious pearls that he gives his children, that he reveals just a fraction of, to the whatever degree of his ways. And he shares his heart through the Holy Spirit, his love. He reveals his love for us. And that love is a catalyst that carries, it's a seed that then can be planted. And how abundant is the fruit that can come from our lives in Christ, in the Lord, when we we just, you humble yourself. And how do you humble yourself? Well, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And I believe humility is a wise thing to do. So it starts with understanding the magnitude of who God really is, who the Father really is, how grand and incredible is our Father. Just a fraction of understanding that, it will begin to push push and pull at the same time your heart towards Him and away from sin. And that wooing that comes in the Holy Spirit working through the words of man, through the testament of man, through the through his anointed words, through the mouthpiece, through the prophets, through the gifts of the Spirit, through all these things, he then begins to work with the heart one-on-one, giving everybody the best chance that they can get to really come into that place of intimacy that was lost in the garden, but was regained in the garden of Gethsemane when Christ laid his life down and made that decision and said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And he joyfully walked to the cross and laid his life down. He said, no one can take my life lest I lay. He chose to lay his life down for you and for me. And that reality forever will be a stamp of the goodness of God and the love of God for his kids and for his children and his kingdom. So just so you know, his kingdom has come. It's right at the doorstep. Are you going to enter? Are you going to live with him every single day? Because it's a good life. It's a peaceful life, and it's full of hope and uh, all kinds of great stuff that I can't even go into right now because we have run out of time. (laughs) Oh, man, that was good. That blessed my socks off. I don't know about you, but uh, thank you so much for listening to the conversation. You made it to the very end. Congratulations. Um, These are so fun to to do, and thank you for for just hearing my heart, too. It's, It's an honor to be able to share and even read the word, um, and just just share these things. It's I can't even 
hardly put into English how how much it is it's just an honor. It's a it's an opportunity, and it's I take it very very uh, I really take it seriously, and I I am very humbled to be able to do such a thing. So anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, if you like this podcast, feel free to share it, please. Word of mouth, um, however you choose. If it blessed you, maybe it'll bless somebody else. So anyway. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys next time on Roar. And may the Lord be with you in all your ways, eh? 